Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS number 328358. Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. People need to understand this is not a typical downturn. At a certain point, we will get the spread of the virus under control, and at that time, confidence will return. Now, your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. I'm not going to do anything rash or hastily. I don't do that. But the country wants to get back to work. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 Studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about time talking for about. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. All righty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. It's a new show. Well, this time it's a new show. We may use it again in the future, but today, <laughs> if you're hearing this... On what July twenty fifth it shall be, uh, then it's a new show. That's so right. I got Mike Points and Dan Podesto in here with me, and we are pleased to be able to be bringing you some new content. It's great to be here. Feels like it's been a little while. It has been a little while. Um, it's been overwhelming and busy, and uh, just trying to keep all the balls in the air. Life happens in the meantime as well. Yeah. Life seems to be happening an extra lot here lately. Uh, I feel like 2020 is the year of extra life happening. Yeah. That just seems like you turn away for a moment and double the amount of life happened than what would normally happen. Like but whether I think we it's need to quantify work what life, life means. Uh, home life. There's just like things happening all the time. Yeah. I think it's because we're not distracted. It's really just work or COVID. <laughs> one of the two and if you're lucky that you get those two things sometimes it's just covid well and now that we're bringing this show today um what today is july 23rd 23rd thursday the 23rd we've almost punched it all the way through july which is wild and uh this week we found out that like we're as previously feared we're going backwards Right. right. In terms of like the economy reopening, businesses reopening. It's interesting. I clipped a fair amount of little data things for us to talk about today. Um, some of those trends were very exciting. Stuff with housing, stuff with retail spending, stuff with, you know, employment. Those things felt encouraging. And now you have to kind of look at them as like a, well, what's that worth to you? We, we know we're going the other way again, mm-hmm. locking down again. Yep. Uh, we're jobless claims are going up again. Yeah. So, oh, it's hard to know. I was, it felt like, uh, maybe some optimism over what really could have been a V shape recovery is at least now going to be a W with a small, <laughs> right. the small little, uh, blip down in the middle down there. Mm-hmm. Um, which I hope isn't the middle. I hope it's, Oddly, towards the right side of the recovery that we're, you know, going to get out of this faster now. But gosh, it really doesn't feel this way. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to know where we're going right now. I mean, it seems like things are closing back up. We know schools now here locally. Um, I believe all the school districts or at least a few of the 
the bigger ones have at least announced that we I, are going to I do think the, the bottom line. line is, and there's probably some people out that are experts, but I'll just tell you what, what I've read and what I have come up with. Um, it feels like the governor had set these metrics and we hit it. And so if your county's on the watch list or on the you're over the top list and need to close, um, they've ordered schools. So at a statewide level from the school board, that we're doing virtual at least for the beginning of the year. Right, right. And, you know, I personally never expected anything but that. I think we same. all probably same and maybe optimism of thinking about the impact, you know, and uh, and not, man, it's so hard because I hear that argument, you know, it's like one of them, one of the things I was reading on the internet was like, well, so yeah, you know, the kids have a really low rate of serious infection or, or long-term impact or, or death, but the teachers don't. So what's an excess acceptable loss to the teachers and the support staff at the schools? And the answer to that's probably really none. And, you know, well, but then they bring it home to the parents and then the who parents take it to the grandparents to, yeah, or whatever. So right. Just, and then, you know, but also, I, it's funny if you sat down and talked to my daughter who's going into the sixth grade, she'll tell you that um, she can't. She she struggled greatly to try to learn on the computer. Like, she needs classroom environment. And I believe that's really true for the younger kids with your, you know, kindergarten, first grade, second grade. The, you, the environment in which you're learning is pretty important. And, you know, and that doesn't oh, – it's just not even – really um, scratching the surface of the challenges though that exist in different people's home situations about not having internet or not having a parent with an ability to be there with you and the, you know, all just so many challenges that yeah. um, that's where the equality is met, right? When you go to the classroom, everyone gets the same chance per se. Well, yeah, you're, you're more or less, yeah, closer. For Everyone's the learning closer. disabilities and all that stuff. Well, we try to separate those into more time, et cetera. Yeah. Well, but, at least everybody's there with an equal amount of light, an equal amount of desk space, an equal amount of yeah. uh, teacher supervision and, you know, and all that. I mean, I realize there's still kids that are probably sitting down there that are hungry or trying to shake off the tough night they had from a bad home situation, but... Right, or maybe Man. their dad's a loan officer and he won't turn off Kramer at four o'clock. That guy with the... I feel like when it comes to the school situation, we're pretty fortunate to live here in this county where I feel like the, the districts have their their stuff pretty well together. I know like out on the San Luis Coastal District there, they were quick to have uh, Chromebooks available and Wi-Fi available. So like, you know, those needs were met. But I think really where it becomes tough for families is when you have a one a one parent household or two working parent household where they just don't have the time to do a full time job and teach kids at the same time. So now what I'm hearing is that a lot of families are looking at other options, which usually means additional money out of pocket right. to go find tutoring help or someone to help administer the curriculum. I mean, the, the school districts, small group given distance this, learning, Yeah, given this tough situation, the school districts have adapted pretty darn quickly to the distance learning and provided a curriculum, which is great, but it's administering the curriculum that I think has a lot of the families really in a tough spot. Well, and even here locally, though, some of the schools and districts are 
better or farther along the technology curve than others. I've mm-hmm. been hearing stories, and I don't want to get in the weeds with name and names, but just suffice to say that some of these schools have put more emphasis on getting into the technology side of virtual learning ability versus some other schools that have not prioritized that and are now really behind the eight ball. So it's it's super unfortunate. And, you know, but I mean, I guess it's this is what – 2020 brings us and probably 2021 it stuck me hard the other day i was listening to an interview with one of the guys that sits on the board for um a company that that um promotes i guess puts on and promotes live music concerts like on the big scale and they said oh you won't have any opportunity at that before 2022 yeah so when those guys are bracing and speaking publicly that way, it makes me think that we should probably realize that, you know, because what's that do to your stock value? If you're out there saying, hey, there's no way we're going to be able to put on a public concert for the next year and a half to two years, and we know it, um, that that's some brutal honesty that I think we all are just going to have to take that tough pill of. We're likely not going to have any form of normalcy. Um, yeah, but see, the counter argument to that is that we're three and a half to four months away from really seeing if a vaccine could work. Love it, Mike. You took me uh, one of the things that I printed off here. You know, we've got this week, there's been kind of light economic news. There's a little bit to talk about, but so there's been a little bit of headline domination. And, um, you know, you want to dig in here and talk about some of these headlines. One of them is that, you know, we're we're seeing some promise both here, but also um, abroad where some, um, what I read, AstraZeneca, had some pretty promising results in some early human testing of a vaccine and um, they're moving into larger trials. But this weekend... It's um, the difference between antibodies and vaccines, you know, right? I mean, like the vaccine, we have to see that we have to see multiple cases that it works. Sure. And also what are the side effects, you know, yeah. all, the, all that kind of stuff for sure. But how about this? Um I was with as socially distanced as possible, but was with a um, some you know a fair amount of family this last weekend. Unfortunately, my family suffered a pretty devastating loss this weekend, so it had us getting together to to be together and mourn and um, spend time together. And and one of the things that we were talking about because we haven't gotten together, or, you know, had the opportunity to sit down and chat. Uh, but we were talking about the vaccine and I'm a little bit sad to report to you guys that, um, my very unpopular opinion about, I can't wait to get the vaccine, um, was very, very much the unpopular opinion. I met some pretty, um, emotional responses and, um, and, you know, and, and again, most of these people are people that I'm related to and know reasonably well that um, have vaccinated kids and otherwise have been relatively on board with vaccinations that are now believing that there's something to be scared of in a vaccine. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So then I wonder how much the public at large, what are we going to wrestle with people that say, well, I don't want that. It's a, you know, you're already hearing some of the extremes talk about, 
um, you know, mandated public vaccination identification or whatever else. And um, it conjures up a lot of emotions for different people for different reasons. But I started thinking about that as like, if helps on the way with the vaccine, then what if half the people won't take it? Then it's not effective. This is a <laughs> world <laughs> issue. Yeah. This is a world issue. You can't just be like, well, we took the vaccine. And then, you know, next time you go to an airport, 30% of the people at that airport haven't taken it. You have to, you have to understand. So what you're getting at is that you're, you were met with a hard alternative view is that vaccines just won't help. Won't help or that people will be unwilling to take them. And I think a lot of people are skeptical. I mean, I know plenty of people as we were just entering this COVID crisis who have come up with theories about how the vaccine companies created the virus just to oh, sell you vaccines. That's long been a theory of most any illness that the pharmaceutical industry has been the driver of creating and controlling sure. these things for profit. So there's people who've already had their heels dug in from the very beginning because they've hey, believed that this is what was... You're not wrong about that. There's also about 50% of America that just simply wants to do the opposite of anything that Trump says to do. So how you know if he comes out on the nightly news and says you guys good news it's here everybody come get one um you got 50 percent of people say i will not do what he says to do no matter what right so we're like a just this there's these are complicated issues now and so um i just wonder and worry if um you know how far it goes before uh, we really are, you know, if, if we all do just have to get COVID and um, I don't know, it's a, but to have any confidence about believing that there's a short time frame in front of us, I think is silly. Um, I think that it's probably likely to be long drawn out um, and unfortunately painful for many. It doesn't feel like there's a lot um, of immediate help on the way. No, I mean, the, the original statements from the contagious disease experts in this country still seem to be holding true. And that's that, you know, they said that by this time next year was when it would be realistic for a vaccine to be available on a mass production scale, enough to, to be available for the entire United States population. And so I think, you know, that's what we should still plan for. That seems to be the way this is working out. <laughs> this funnels right into the, the, we always really warm up with the show with some microeconomics and macroeconomics. I mean, how does it affect the individual who's like just holding on with regards to, you know, how they manage their bills, how they manage, you know, what do they need to get a part-time job? Is this mortgage too much for them now? You know, is this area too much for them now? You know, the opportunities mm -hmm. in San Luis Obispo County are not as great for getting a new part-time job or two jobs as it would be close to a metro area. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's, I think our listeners look to this show for some guidance. I think we touch on the COVID piece because it's such a huge, huge part of well, what, I wanna, what our economy is going to do the next 12 months. I want to do a commercial break here real quick, but um, I got to tell you in terms of what you're talking about, we've got some fresh numbers here that tell us about uh, what's going on with um, the amount of delinquency that we're seeing the, now the first round of extensions in the forbearance agreements. Right. Um, so we can talk a little bit about that. We've also court logic makes some pretty shocking um, forecast here for what they believe will happen to home prices over the course of the next 12 months. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, 
the European Union is getting together to come up with a pretty significant, um, I don't even know how to call it other than like some kind of a bailout fund made up of loans and and uh, savings that they're going to try to use to, to try to help each other out regionally. But there's things that we need to talk about, but first we need to take some time out to pay the bills. So we're going to go ahead and do the first commercial break here of the show. We'll be back here in just a minute with more Mortgage Matters. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. It's time to make a change. Get lean and efficient in time for summer with Kennedy Club Fitness and AM Sun Solar. Schedule your free consultation with AM Sun Solar and you can win a one-year membership to Kennedy Club Fitness. That's right. Get entered to win a one-year membership with Kennedy Club Fitness when you schedule your free solar consultation with AM Sun Solar today. AM Sun Solar is your local solar company providing exceptional service since 2001. Call us at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 32834. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 32. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust. Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 3283. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. 
All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, yeah, there's, there's, I think there is a fair amount to talk about today, and um, I want to start here. I'm, I was laying awake last night, and I was thinking about whether real estate values really could fall. And um, I found an article today that says they can. We'll talk about that in a second. But you're from you're from like the Palo Alto area, right? That's right, Pali baby. So Palo Alto takes like a house that you would find in downtown Slow, like a normal little humble abode, and makes it worth three million bucks. Um, why? The only words I can think of are inconceivable. It's un- it's inconceivable. It's inconceivable. But, and when you but, drive or walk past them, they're not that impressive, right? So why are they worth the so much money? access to the income that is in the area that you have availability for. You can be that someone- That you now can work from home from anywhere and make? That is true. It's interesting, right? That is so true. The, so here you go. So you have like Palo Alto, which is snuggled up in the tech hub arguably of the world, right? I mean, certainly of the United States. And the ability to work and live there, and those guys make gobs and gobs of money, so it's just so accessible to them. They make a million dollars a year, or they have you know, whatever stock option that exercised when Instagram went public and now they're millionaires. And so they just trip over themselves to outbid one another to overpay for real estate that's pennies on the dollar, every other zip code USA. And now those people are working from home. The access to those campuses and to one another in their little, you know, and I was reading about like the the startups that are there. Um, one of the reasons it's like such a hotbed is because of these like they have these like think tank places where these people that are at the cutting edge of technology get together and they work in the same room and they bounce ideas and they get excited and they stay up all night and they come up with crazy, awesome technology to solve or create, you know, real, real things. And, and then the venture capital to help support the growth of those. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's all there. The capital is, is unbelievable there. But so now they're zooming flowing. Now they're on zoom and you can zoom from anywhere. And so it can, I I see where you're you're going. Should a house be worth $5,000 a square foot in Palo Alto when now you can, it's 1700 under, (laughs) under the existing structure, under the structure pre 2020 that we all worked under and assumed was the normal way of working. Yeah. It made sense. Like Mike said, it's about access to those jobs, access to, you know, if you're Com- a competition of yeah. workplace, it's, it's about being there where that activity is going on and being able to participate in that economy. Yep. Um, now, as we're realizing what we can do virtually, it could cause softness in some of those more impacted markets. Yeah. It could cause increased demand in some of the lesser impacted hey, markets, but we're sh- doing alone right now. For a young man who lives down in LA, he does like film production stuff for Netflix, but they're all working remotely now. So what's he doing? He's moving out of LA. He's, he's buying, in the desert, baby. He's buying a house in Joshua Tree. San yeah. Bernardino. Yeah, just County. something modest, way away from the hustle and bustle of LA. Is he working with Paul Goff? Um, and now he's able <laughs> to... Uh, have a have his own home. He can afford to own a home and not have the the things he doesn't like about L.A. all around him. What are you, what's the what's the real hook to this article though, Jay? So did they give you like actual 
in the next three years? No, this, this is the ripple effect. This piece isn't even the article component to it. I'm just sitting here thinking about the places yep. that the economy drove the values to incomprehensible levels. Yeah. And it continued to be paid because it's, I mean, it's partially because the other answer to this question is, well, it's the prestige of saying you live in Palo Alto too. That's definitely a Unless fraction some of, that. of that pie. There's That's a bit of that, right? Um, because those yeah, for guys, the same reason you get the AMG Mercedes. You don't want just a Mercedes. No. Right. So at any rate there, there's some of that, right? Um, but no, I'm just trying to think about places because you can see this. History has taught us this lesson in other places where the economy well, the ports, is sort right? of destroyed, right? The yeah, ports. I'm thinking about the ports and then what later became, which really was undone by the railroad line, right? right? So then the significant stops the off of the railroad line then cut off the port cities to where, you know, and look, the tobacco industry was that way, right? Like it was like where they could grow tobacco based on the accessibility to the water in the ports. Yep, and then the train sort of said, "Hey, all bets are off now. You can do this kind of thing anywhere, right? Um, and not necessarily anywhere, but as it evolved, you've had local places have their economy really changed by a change in the economic revenue or ability of the location, technology revolution. And so I just wonder, you know, I mean, I just wonder uh, because I've been to Palo Alto, and and I know I don't know it as intimately as you do, but um, mm-hmm. it doesn't have much more appeal to." me than does downtown San Luis Obispo. So, in, in fact, if you were looking at neighborhood characteristics, there are some very similar things. They're a very similar climate, right? Um, but what's very dissimilar is the ability to earn. Yeah, I mean, I could have a whole show with you refuting that comment. <laughs> what? That that it's not the same? It's just, a, it's, yeah, I mean... But you're right. It, you, are, right. you are correct. Look, you are correct. This is... This has happened before, as you pointed out, throughout history. So it'd be naive to think it couldn't happen again. It obviously can. It can create softness in a market like the Bay Area. I hope we're not doing it, though, because we spook them and then they go start selling. Well, here's the thing. It could be the opposite effect here, right? We're already in San Luis Obispo County. That is where I'm about to take this argument. We experience this... This pheno- lifetime phenomenon here where people work their little butts off in to the Bay Area and, and Southern California until they can finally retire and take that big expensive house and cash in all that equity, buy mm. a equally nice, if not nicer home here and have cash left over to live. Well, if people are now able, if that's their plan, you know, I got to work for the dot com up here. I got to yep. work for the Netflix down here and yep. someday I'm going to retire and move to slow. Does it just accelerate that now? Be- now people are able to make that move when they're still in their working prime. Yeah, they don't have to no, wait till I mean, they I, retire. It does I prequeled a that. couple this week that um, actually wrote an offer today that we hope gets accepted this evening. Um, they have a 900 square foot condo in the Bay Area um, that's worth over a million dollars by and thanks to rent control they only pay three thousand dollars a month for that 900 square feet no, they own it they own it, oh, oh, they own it. Okay. Peninsula. but that might be but why they, they don't want to rent it they want to sell it when they move here right um but they want to buy this um they they came to the area drawn by the Wine. the mini napa feel yeah and they found a very lovely like 1,200 square foot place in Paso for just over $550,000. That's beautiful. 
and it's bigger than what they have for 1.1 million up there. So they're going to sell their restricted and stock units <laughs> and buy a house. They've been working from home. Yeah. And they don't know when they won't be working from home. And, and also, interestingly enough, um, they also are not sure that the tech companies they work for are going to survive based on... Just this week, um, LinkedIn reduced jobs by 6%. Just which is... Microsoft. Yeah, which is wild because you would think right now people are refreshing their resumes, right? <laughs> And trying to make connections. They should be moving those people over into marketing to try to get people um, figuring out how to get work. Premium accounts, yeah. At any rate, no, that was just something that I was thinking about. And, um, you know, because it's it's so often now I hear this conversation about, you know, well, there you can you can always at every cocktail party. We make guys remember those cocktail parties when you used to get together with your now friends. Now we just do them like, on the computer. Yeah, on the Zoom. Here, try this drink. Don't pour it in the keyboard. You moron. I can't <laughs> really touch the drink. The uh, You know, but it's, it's not hard to find somebody that predicts that, you know, you should wait. You should wait to buy real estate. And um, Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I just, I look at it and I'm like, ah, there's, it's, it's a complicated issue and there's a lot of sides to it. But now we have this new one that even six months ago we didn't contemplate, which is what if... Just what if a pandemic occurred that just changed the very fiber of how every human in the world works, does business, interacts with each other? Interesting, right? Um, six months ago, you would have laughed at me and called me silly. Maybe we have to go back farther now, right? Because we mm-hmm. knew this in January. But um, a year ago now, um, you would have said that's not possible you're an alarmist leave me alone um, in fact people have been writing books about what we're going through right now for at least the last decade that described it pretty darn well mm-hmm. movies as well movies as well yeah. yeah by by the way i still haven't brought myself to watch any of those yet because i think i'm still too the other scared. day i walked in and erica was watching contagion i'm like what are you doing i don't i see i watched that, that she's a nurse thing. practitioner i watched she's... that around february oops <laughs> oh no oops. that was perfect to help me prepare I'd, so you had enough toilet paper when this all went down? Uh, I, I don't know. I what's my toilet paper is on is that, auto auto ship. <laughs> so my brother told me this week. It's always how been. are you guys? You guys are living like in 2040. You're having toilet paper. All just of like my the, household soft long so storage every, items are on auto ship. So every time you take like 18 inches off the spool, you just are like, hey, Mike, over here, this Mike points pooped again. Put that in the tally and then uh, just give me a pack of rolls when you know I'm almost out. I have enough dehydrated food for 10 days, always. And I have enough water. I usually have about 10 gallons of water on hand. See, wow. and I don't. Because I don't have storage in my house for these I don't because things. if we get down to a spot where I'm clamoring at 10 days worth of food in a fashion like that, I want to be one of the people that dies the on guns. the front side, not on day 20. Oh, come on. You don't want to tell that story on <laughs> nah. day 30? What happens when, when everything's cured on day 19 and you're like... How much is the real estate going to be if you live to day 50? Think about that. I have... <laughs> it's going to be way I down. I have um, down. 10 chickens that lay eggs at my house. And... Uh, so I can eat their eggs. It'll be a fine line between when you like start trying to eat the chickens because then you're cutting off the egg supply. I know this. Um, I just want but, meat so bad. 
<laughs> How many eggs a year would you give up for oh, one chicken breast? That is a great <laughs> math problem. Mm, but no, I... Um, yeah, my brother said that. Oh, we're on the auto delivery, and they prioritized us because of our loyalty. And so I never missed a beat with my toilet paper. And I'm like, that's fantastic, because... It never crossed my mind to have toilet paper delivered to my house. I kind of got a little angry, not angry, just I was baffled, laughed a little, squinted, turned my head and shook it a little when my wife had dog food delivered to our house. I'm like, Dad, surely that can't be cheaper. It can't be. It was like a 50-pound bag of food Well, you're getting into an argument of cheaper. I mean, cheaper of time, cheaper of money, cheaper carbon footprint, all that cheaper. (laughs) Yes, all of that. Yes, I think. So, the, how is COVID impacting home the, prices? The one thing that <laughs> one thing that we didn't touch on that I think is going to definitely affect us, Dan. You you actually started it, but a lot of the millennials are thinking, "I'm all for the suburban now." Yeah, they were like, "I want to be next to the Thai place where I can walk in and order in five minutes, and then I want to be able to go jump on the subway to go to work, and I don't want a car." And now they're like, "Whoa." can't go on the subway maybe the suburb isn't so bad i mean staying at home can be nice if you have a nice home and where do you get a nice home when you're a millennial in the suburbs you don't buy the house that's even near south san francisco or los angeles you got to go out to joshua tree i mean people in la have an apartment in santa monica and drive from joshua tree where they own a piece of real estate on monday they'll go to work and they'll stay there till Thursday on their apartment. They'll spend $1,000 to live closer to LA. And then they'll drive out to Joshua Tree, have a beautiful five-acre spread for $1,800 a month with property taxes and insurance all rolled into that mortgage. I know. I remember sharing an article here that there was people commuting to the Bay Area from Las Vegas. Sure. Because they could get a $99 one-way plane ticket and... They would fly literally in the morning and the evening every single day and come out dollars ahead at the end of the month from what it costs to live in San Francisco. And they quoted things like, wow. and I have all this productivity of like on my commute. I'm not driving. And I'm like, don't try to justify it. You're insane. That's crazy. <laughs> and I think that, um, I don't know, maybe flight attendants and pilots have proved this wrong by now or something, but I feel like it's got to be hard on your body to go 500 miles an hour all the time at like (laughs) changing pressurizations and just stepping out in different time zones and things. I think that's not how we're meant to live. I don't know. The rhythm. Yeah. Could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Could be right. Could be spot on. Whenever we start to go down this path of how this you know, how is this environment going to affect home prices? Will they go up? Will they go down? It's hard to argue for anything other than they're going to continue going up when you can, when you see the demand that we continue to see. And yes, I'm talking mostly about our local market here, but when I continue to see multi-million dollar homes go for all cash with multiple offers and a competitive over list price bidding environment. Mm -hmm. You can't convince me that there's softening in this market. I know I didn't tell you guys this story already because it has been a little while since we did a show. It's been what? At least three weeks. Feels like three weeks. I met this lovely woman, a realtor from um, North County referred her to me and she has a great job at the County and wants to buy a house. And uh, I pre-approved her and she wasn't in a hurry, but you know how this story goes, right? Then two days later, she found the perfect house. So 
We put in, I gave her a pre-approval letter and our, our little group of professionals here put our minds together and put together the best deals here in Atascadero. And we found out that she submitted the offer. This was on day two of the listing. And, and I, it, I should also qualify the price point too. This was Please. a $510,000 listing, okay. which is not exactly bottom of the barrel here in Atascadero because we'll see homes... Like you can find some today, little PUD or whatever for four twenty five. Not, not on the west side of the Tascadero. Um, so it's not necessarily your most entry level, but it's kind of it's, it's bridging that it's, entry level to move up. It's uh-huh. it's it's probably entry level to maybe it's move up if you were in a condo like in Dove Creek. But it's entry level of single family homes. Yeah, entry level of single family homes. Exactly. So that's got activity all over it. Needs a little bit of work. So she found this place for 510, found out, wrote her offer on day two. The agents are good about talking and said, hey, there's a fair amount of activity around this. You should get your offer in. So she went in pretty strong at 520, right? A little over asking price, loved it, wanted it. Found out that she was offer number 12. We hemmed and hawed and crunched numbers and lamented together later that day, same day, that um, she stepped her offer up to 530. Um, again, this is listed for 510. Um, right. Didn't even talk again. She found out after the fact that she wasn't even among the top three offers. In price? In price. So, dead and gone. So, the next day... A new offer, a new listing hits the market for five fifty, and like I said, we really struggled with coming to like the you know yes, it's the fiscal, the budget, and the things that impact the decision also. But she's worried, you know, just about this price point and where the room is, right? So, anyways, this house listed for five. The next one came on for five fifty, and she thought, "Well, I know how this goes." So she wrote an offer straight away for five fifty, and found out she was among eight offers and elected to just if if full price on day one, um, without even actually having been inside the home yet, wasn't enough. I won't. I'm not going to go through this emotional exercise again and just. Um, so she wasn't responded to five fifty at full price on day one was not enough, and then over. About four days later, so we made it through the weekend. It was, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. A house came on for 5.30 that needed work and wasn't as great as the last one that we swung and missed on. She wrote an offer for 5.50 on day one over the top of it. Didn't get it. So now she's like cooling off and considering renting and just overwhelmed by the market. But... um, So anyhow, I was talking to some friends of mine that do real estate in Southern California and found out that it's the exact same way. And so one of the things that we were like trying to come up with, like, you know, how do you explain what's going on? And the only real explanation we could get to is that the biggest things are a few, a few pieces here. Number one, these interest rates are ridiculously low. I mean, you're talking about being able to buy a house maybe with a 2.625 30-year fix. That's got people excited, right? And they're they're doing the math now about knowing, well, you know, six months ago, was that three and a half or something or whatever it well, was? Well, let's tell the story this way because this is exactly how it's going. Really quick, let me interject. I'm helping a family that bought a house in Pismo that they were over the moon for. They got it for 710 with 5% down in November of last year. 
with the change in rates, they're saving $415 a month. Right. That's another $100,000 they could have got At like year. purchase price. Yeah. Yeah. So then, and then the next thing is that we all like, like thought about and laughed at was now that you're spending all your time at home, how many people are like going, I am so stoked that this is my house. It has everything I want. I love it. I'm in it. And I'm spending all my time here. I'm cooking here. Like I'm doing everything here now. Yep. I'm spending my free time in the backyard. I'm doing everything here. Yeah. Um, I went a little too far on that fence project. We're going to fix yeah. that. Or the flip side of the coin <laughs> yeah. is they're sitting there thinking this sucks. This yeah. house sucks. I hated that kitchen before when I only cooked two yeah. days a week, and now I really hate it. Yeah, and they and they're like, and all I can do is be here, and my backyard sucks, and I don't have <laughs> anything that I like, and it all sucks. And so those people are coming out wanting to talk, and they're ready to sell. They want to buy something, and then they find out they can buy and get a two point six two five inch rate. So this one guy I talked to selling a house for the exact same price he's buying a house for. Um, which is crazy, right? But it's in a different place and it's got features that are different, but he wants his location might be more valuable where he is, but the improvements compared in the new house dollar for dollar, it's equal. And the payment really is isn't weird. changing because the interest rates going down, but the tax rates going up. So it all comes out of wash. And he's like, dude, I'm trading houses to a place I really want to be. So there's a lot of reasons. It's a great why. way to look at it. It's really weird. It's a weird time. And the bottom line, it's got people in a, theory to get out and buy and do things now we need I'm to do in, a, i need to do a commercial break but and, i want to before uh, we do that okay, hurry <laughs> i am one of those people i'm finding myself very dissatisfied about my home office situation yes right a lot of working from home it's not let me tell you i it's not that i don't have a home office because i do i don't have two home offices right never thought i needed to look for homes that had two home offices hey i'm walling off my dining room right now to make Are a new you? home office yes i am wow the desk got delivered yesterday and i'm like all right for a little while i was happy to ride this thing out we're like set up on the kitchen table and right. in the living room and now i'm like i you know what this is my back hurts now i'm not working correctly i'm working for 15 hours a day in the wrong chair so desks so, yeah. are delivered today signs getting installed tomorrow i assume no signage <laughs> i had to get new chairs though i'm like i need a good desk chair I'm sitting in this stupid thing all day, every day. But yeah, so funny. The other thing I think is going to tie into this is probably divorce rate, but we don't talk about that on this show. Um, so let's go ahead and do the, the final commercial break here of this first hour, and then we'll be back to wrap it up. Stick around for more Mortgage Matters. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. It's time to make a change. Get lean and efficient in time for summer with Kennedy Club Fitness and AM Sun Solar. Schedule your free consultation with AM Sun Solar and you could win a one-year membership to Kennedy Club Fitness. That's right. Get entered to win a one-year membership with Kennedy Club Fitness when you schedule your free solar consultation with AM Sun Solar today. AM Sun Solar is your local solar company providing exceptional service since 2001. Call us at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. 
Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Low and the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 32835. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Low and the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 32. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from, but with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust, Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles, member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 Low and the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 3283. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. All right, welcome back. Um, so we we're talking just about the market and the direction that prices may go. Um, you know, given the access to employment, the different way we're we're earning income now. A lot of it being done virtually from home offices, stuff like that. Um, you were starting to talk a little bit about the prices at the lower end of the spectrum being just as competitive as what I was describing at the higher end of the spectrum yeah. around here in Slow County. I'm, we're seeing it anywhere from entry-level homes where it's extremely competitive, um, over list price bidding, uh, you know, bidding war type thing is pretty common, 
all and we're seeing it all the way up into the million plus two million plus category where there are all cash over you know competitive bidding situations it's I thought of another crazy. reason why rates or why property values might go down. By the way, I'll concede on the other one. And as we were talking about it, I say this is like COVID's definitely been changing things for all of us in more ways than one. But it seems like for every door that closes, another door opens. You know, it's like that. Such as? Well, I just mean like, you know. I thought it was a window that opened. I don't think so. Doors can open too. Same size opportunity. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but gotcha. point is that it's like for things we lose, there are also things we're gaining. You know, there's there's efficiencies being discovered. There's like, it's not just all bad. And I realize for some people, they're not finding the upside whatsoever. Sure. But um, I just think that just the mankind is just so resilient and adaptive and it's like no matter what gets thrown at us we just figure it out and 66 percent of us yeah yeah (laughs) and i think that uh you know so eventually though it it just all kind of comes out in the wash the way we do business the way we transact business that all these different things are gonna um it's just it's different now, but it doesn't mean that it's that it's over and ever happening again, with the exception of like soup plantation, probably. Um, I am pretty sure buffets are rest in peace buffets. Are you going to be eating buffet maybe ever again? I don't think so. After the vaccine. Uh, even still, you know, you just really doubt the amount of hand washing now. I I never would have guessed that the government has spent so much time telling people to wash their hands. I thought we all had our arms around that pretty well. Um, <laughs> you needed a lot of reminders, fellow citizens, and now I doubt that you were any good at it. <laughs> right. You really have to sing the whole happy birthday song while you're washing. That being said, I never carried two bottles of hand sanitizer in my truck before, and now I do. And so I do that too. keep yeah. them right next to my face masks, which yeah. I haven't done since I used to do construction. <laughs> There's mine. Yeah. Right here. Dan's got one in here. He's <laughs> got one here. Doing, got it. doing one better than all of us. What's particularly fascinating to me about this health crisis is how absolutely devastating it has been to some families and some, you know, and maybe not even family, just some individuals with their work situation sure. just vanishing altogether. And in some other industries, it is like caused booms in business and it seems like there's really no middle you either are Mm -hmm. just down and out in the worst shape ever or you're you're booming and trying to figure out how to keep it all together while you're adapting to this new world. i was talking to a friend of mine that owns a salon and um thankfully for her her business like her husband's retired firefighter and this was never her business was more about something for her that was fun and you know yeah good to just but i think more like an accolade of like it's fun it's with friends they're doing something they really like they're doing hair and nails and things like that and they have all the camaraderie of like girlfriends together doing it they just love it right but they got shut down and um they weren't able to get any kind of PPP loan or anything else. And so um, they were told originally that it would be 15 days to slow the spread, which led to like, you know, 90 days and no idea when we're going to effectively slow the spread. And then they got to get back open. And 
um, a handful of the girls were unable to come back. They had to move on to other things because they had no choice. They needed to earn and couldn't. Right. And, um, but so they scabbed it together to reopen and she sunk a lot of money into it because she couldn't get any like real loans or anything to see it through. The landlord wasn't willing to make any deals because his income depended on it. So, you know, it, it all just flowed downhill. And so bottom line though, is that she kept it afloat because she was confident that it couldn't or wouldn't last very long because it was supposed to just flatten the curve and you can reopen. So, the curve felt like it never really happened in the U.S. because we flattened so fast and well, I think. I mean, with the exception of, like, New York type of thing. But once we started, um, you know, opening again and opening bars and then also protesting and things just sort of went crazy and now we have a problem on our hands. Now these businesses are closing again. And she just said straight away, there's no way. Couldn't do it. Can't do it again. Wouldn't even have gone without for as long as we did if we knew it was going to be that long. It was the it was the like, well, maybe, man, maybe May 1st, right? Yeah, maybe rate, June 1st, right? maybe July 1st. And then, uh, you know, and said, if I had known how long it would go from then, I never would have done it in the first place. And so, I mean, that and that's, I think, the, the real bummer. Um, just for all those people that, like you said, there's not a lot of middle ground. And I also think that this second wave of closures might have more people feeling that way of like, oh, dude, I, I can't and won't stick around again and try again. I nearly lost it all or went too far. I mean, I was telling you guys off air about a friend of mine that owns another business here in town that was trying to take equity out of his house to pay payroll. He, he, now that he's closed again. There's no way he's going to consider taking equity out of his house this time, right? The first time it was like, it might only be a month, you know, maybe six weeks if you thought it was like, that was really what it was going to take to lock down hard for six weeks and then reopen. So I know that's what I'm worried about right now. And um, yeah, the average Joe, I mean, I played sports all through <laughs> high school. I played some college sports. You get into one tough spot in a game and you can bounce back from that, you know, the adversity. It's only the NFL or NBA or professionals that are like, all right, we're down by 15. This is how we figure it out. You go down twice in a game, it's real tough to come back from that. Yeah. Especially when you're like, all right, we're back. We're on top. We got the ball back. We're moving things. And then it just goes away again. I mean, it's a good analogy too, but this is worse because like, well, at least in the game, you know, you got a quarter left or a half left or you know, it's here. It's like, well, how long do you need to trade water? Hey, hold this That's chair. And now we're going to put a person in the chair. Keep You're doing great. Keep your head above water, buddy. How long do I have to do this for? We're I don't know, but here's another water. body. Yeah, yeah. And then we're dumping in more water. Oh, and we're turning out the lights. Good luck. We're praying for you. I mean, it's just, it's the not knowing that this, makes it impossible. This um, is why when we have, are we going to a top of the hour? Yeah, let's get out of here. We let's got the it. top of the hour break. Um, and then we have a whole another hour to do this. Um, there's some, I mean, in, in part of this conversation though, there's some retail sales numbers that we need to talk about, but also existing home sales, which kind of ties into what we were talking about a minute ago. Um, so there's more yet to come and we're going to do a whole nother hour here for you guys today. So, uh, stick around after this top of the hour break. We'll be back in about five minutes with another hour of mortgage matters. Thanks.